Listener discretion is advised as the Ebenezer's podcast may contain suggestive and or triggering themes and overall adult content. So I actually um, listened to, I think I've listened to everything actually, your whole, um, all your episodes so far. And I I loved it. And I love the vibe that you guys were giving out. I mean, just friends hanging out, chatting. It had like, you know, you guys had like your, your little theme going on, but I just love that it's just friends hanging out, talking. I mean, like you had the one episode, I think you guys were playing Spades. And I was like, I, I think that's what it was. Or Yeah, it was an episode of Spades. I don't know if I was on that one. I think that was J23 J on that one. We had an episode of Spades and we had an episode of us playing True for Dream. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they loved that, that one. That one? I was like, I don't know who these people are, but I'm trying to imagine <laughs> the energy in that room right now. And I was like, oh, yo. <laughs> True the Dream was crazy. It was a crazy night. I need some more of that <laughs> and I need my next set of people so I can hear some shit because that For was sure. so good y'all should play it y'all should get two to drink you can get it on Amazon definitely yeah. hey that's so wait it's, it's actually a like a card game yeah yeah oh Doreen yeah do it well, what you drinking on Doreen just some juice child just some juice uh, okay nothing exciting <laughs> Listen, is it too I early? Get me a bottle of wine. No, it's five o'clock somewhere. Normally I would, but yeah, I'm just I'm a little hungover, so I'm trying to like chill out today. What happened last night? Nothing. I was just so we we're supposed to have some <laughs> friends come over for like a game night, and then um, but then it started to like snow and ice and all this other stuff. And you know, people in Atlanta can't drive, so it shut down the whole move. And so I had cooked like mac and cheese and fried catfish and um i had made Ooh. some like nachos and i just we had all because this food. yeah so i was just like drinking because i was like well might as well and then i i'm hungover so that's why i'm not drinking it right now Damn. oh it sounded like a good time it was for my me. baby put down in the kitchen that's that catfish that girl. catfish was good <laughs> yeah it was good. damn and i made some wings that's and stuff yeah it was good damn nice. what, right you should have made yeah so it's gonna be my lunch <laughs> for the next couple days that's what it's gonna be okay Cool. That's why I just actually forgot it was um, Super Bowl Sunday, and I was like, "Well, I guess I'm making all kinds of shit tonight. Might as well mm-hmm. About oh, to yeah. fry it up." And the best way that I know how to fry, because you know, <laughs> listen, I can't fry with the shit. You don't cook? Yes, you can, girl. You no, got the air fryer. Fry, right. Air frying is still not really frying though. <laughs> you ever seen that meme? And they're like, "I bought my uh, grandma an air fryer," and she was like, "You can take it back. We use grease in this house." Okay. (laughs) Literally, my grandmother would probably look at that and be like, "What am I supposed to do with this? What what am I doing with this?" (laughs) I love it. So, um, we have today J twenty three, aka Jordan and Jody from the Pretty Crazy Podcast, on with us. We are so excited. (laughs) Thank you for having us. Thank you for having us. Of course, we are the Ebonistas. I am Jabby. Jabby, and what are you we doing have. What? What do you mean? What am I doing? Are you looking at the notes? No, I'm not looking at the notes. Are you opening? Yep. Go for it. <laughs> I, was I like, took it. I'm sorry. You know what? I because I put my other computer away, <laughs> so I forgot to bring up my other notes. So you know what? Wait. Scratch me. I'm sorry, Jody. We ain't the only people that's like Listen, <laughs> this is us all the time. Like, wait, pause. You know what? He can edit that out. Don't even worry. 
<laughs> we don't even sometimes don't even edit shit out. I'm just like, fuck it. We just gonna keep that. Oh nice. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> All right, so um, so hello and welcome back to another episode of the Ebenezer's Podcast. I am Doreen, and we have my lovely co-host. Fuck up, Jabby. Okay. Um, so today is extra special because we have um, some very special guests. Why don't you guys introduce yourselves to um, the people? You can start with J23. What's up? My name is J23. I just want to thank you guys for having me and Jody on the podcast today. Um, you could follow me on Instagram, The Pretty Crazy Podcast. We are on Spotify, Anchor, um, iHeart. <laughs> yeah. And you guys download that, please. And um, thank you again for, you know, having us. I really I'm, I'm nice. going to enjoy this. Gang, gang, yeah. It's your girl, Jody. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at Jody Me Down. Um, thanks for having us on the show. I'm excited. I'm ready to go. Yay. So before we get started, um, I guess on today's juicy topic, I want to tell you guys to follow us on social media. We are on at the underscore Ebenezer's on Instagram and we're Ebenezer's P on Twitter and Ebenezer's podcast on Facebook. Um, so please make sure to support our guests, follow, you know, subscribe, all that good stuff, rate, like, listen to their stuff. You all know the Ebenezer's are fond of their drinks. We work hard and we play hard, responsibly, of course. And you know what? Sometimes they just want a glass of wine with dinner at the end of a long day. Yes, and with everything being delivered nowadays, groceries, food, even your makeup. So why not get your wine delivered monthly too? Save yourself a trip and use Wink. Be the boss that you are and have Wink deliver wine personalized just for you right to your doorstep. So visit wink.mivh.net backslash Ebenezer's and get $20 off your first order order. I just got my first delivery and I have to say the selections are fantastic. I was able to narrow down vegan wines and even found a few whites that I enjoyed. Yeah, and they deliver super fast. Within a day or two, I've actually gotten my entire shipment of wine. So you don't have to wait that long to start drinking. It's always happy hour somewhere, right? Today, we're going to be talking about love and sex addicts. I personally have always been fascinated with the nature of addiction in all forms, just because of how crazy and uncontrollable it can be for people who are addicted to things. But because, you know, addiction is alcohol, food, drugs, and a million other things, yeah. right? But today yep. is love and sex. Um, we all know that person that has gone from one serious relationship to another serious relationship to another serious relationship. Like, are you ever single? Um, those people <laughs> may actually be love addicts or love and sex addicts and because falling in love can be addictive right your body releases neurochemicals yeah. that make it feel good that rush that excitement and people get addicted to that usually it's tied to some history of childhood trauma but they can become addicted. and no one thinks about it either no one ever thinks of it no. that way they just think about it and they just go you're crazy but yeah you're right it, it could be completely connected to all that shit yep yeah for sure so uh jabby what you got Ooh, ooh, ooh. so i wanted to do this thing really quick actually oh wait should we do the other thing so really quick have you guys ever met someone like this like a um, sex addict, you know love it's crazy addict? when i was looking over uh some of the talking points i kind of thought about when you said um like love addiction and people going from one serious relationship to the next or whatever and I had this friend that I grew up with. And um, it's kind of like you see her with a new nigga on her Instagram page like every fucking month. And it's like mm -hmm. love bombing, pictures and shit like that. But I really wouldn't mm -hmm. consider that like a serious relationship. I mean, it, it kind of is, but it kind of ain't. And then at the same time, it made me think about myself because 
I like to be in relationships. I don't like to really be uh, single like that. I don't force relationships, but I have like historically going from a five-year relationship and then taking a, a little break, probably like a year, maybe a year, and then go into a year relationship, um, which was kind of serious because she ended up moving in and yada, yada, yada. But then mm-hmm. after that, not taking much of a break at all and then going to kind of like the relationship I'm in now where it's five years. Like we're going on five years. So then it started making me think like, bitch, is you addicted to love? Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It made me think about it. And I don't necessarily think I'm addicted to love, but mm-hmm. it, it was definitely thought provoking when I when I read that. Or is it just situational? I mean, like, I mean, you don't have nah. to define yourself as like an addict to it, right? I feel like yeah. if you're an addict, I feel like those are the people that like, I don't know, like, it's like, literally, like, you'll have, you know, one day you're with someone and then the next, like, you talking about the girl that like, every month she's got a new person, mm-hmm. like on her on her Instagram. That to me, like, is a is a, a signal like that there's a problem there. Right. But like, if you take breaks in between, and then like, oh, I happen to meet this person, and they seem cool, and like, yeah, me, like, just kind of, I don't be looking for love, and just kind of fall in my lap. Yeah, literally and figuratively. <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> that's facts. That's facts. What about you? Um, I wouldn't necessarily say I've been addicted to love. I really get addicted to the person I'm. Like, once I'm dealing with a person for a certain amount of time, I get addicted to them. Like, it's a, what I can't say, it's a track. Like, I have to speak to this person. I have to be around this person. Like, and if I don't, I feel like I'm about to catch chills or I'm about to go crazy. Mm-hmm. So I would say I get addicted to the person so I'm more dealing codependent. with. codependent. But I won't necessarily say that. Yeah. Basically. That's okay. what I was saying. Okay. Hmm. So... Damn. I know for me, when I started doing some of this research, because I, so I, I thought I, I've heard of sex addicts, but I had never really heard of like a love and sex addict until I think I was watching, I don't know, one of these little TV shows and like someone was going to an LSA meeting and I was like, oh, that's interesting, but never did any research really until today. And I'm like going through the checklist and I was like, uh, girl, you might have a problem. Like <laughs> I always had one lined up after the next one and the next one, like a backup, like just in case and it's like I'm like why do I always need a safety net of someone there but I yeah. really like the talking stage like I don't necessarily want to be in a relationship I'm just like I like the getting to know you the talking the I think- hell no nah. you sound like a love bomb ass like <laughs> you want that honeymoon and then you like over it not necessarily over it but like what what, ha- what will happen is either the guy or I'll realize that I'm just I'm being the best version of myself and not the real version of myself. And so when I become the real version, which is a soft, mushy, like, I love everything about you. They're like, wait, where's the bitch that I fell in love with? This is not the same girl Mm -hmm. that was difficult and hard to reach. Like, they like that chase. So when I finally open up, it just, it doesn't go anywhere. And so I keep on, I start the cycle all over again, but. That sounds familiar. (laughs) And I hate that because like the person that I'm dealing with, like it was hard. We was hard to get in touch with each other. But it didn't phase me. But now that I have opened up and now I'm really into the situation, like I feel like I'm becoming soft and crazy at the same time because now I'm trying to give to you. And it's like now it's like the table's turned, but, you know, I don't know. I'm still going. Yeah. <laughs> I was wondering when you say you feel crazy, like crazy and like it, the, the situation makes you feel uneasy kind of thing or do you feel like not uneasy like I said I can get addicted mm-hmm. to him and like if I don't talk to him or something like that I go crazy I got you like it's, this this is my drug I need got you I got you okay 
that I, I got you. Sometimes the dick got you going crazy. I mean, listen. <laughs> or the pussy. I mean, listen. <laughs> sex is crazy that way. <laughs> but see, I think the right. difference between love addicts and or love and sex addicts is that some mm-hmm. of them may like express themselves through sex. Like for them, like the more I have sex with you, the more I want you, the more I desire you and everything else. But like, I feel like I want to make sure that it's love and sex because just sex addicts, they want to have sex with anybody, anyone, anywhere, anytime. They they have to have the sexual act as opposed to the falling in love part of it. So mm-hmm. it can be it can be interesting. But yeah, it's when it comes to relationships, man, we all go a little a little psycho sometimes. So I, I have definitely been there. But anyway, <laughs> it's another show, right? Tell us stories. I want to know all the tea. We don't need none of that tea. Uh-uh. <laughs> none of that tea? Okay, okay. All right. I got some toxic stories. <laughs> Okay, I have one. I have one where I was. Oh, here we go. Was, here we go. It was one of my first relationships out of high school. I had been. He looked like Tupac to me, so I was like, I gotta have him. So when we started, <laughs> so when we started hooking up and we started dating and everything else, and he would just go ghost every now and then. You know, he's like, I'm going to the gym, but be gone for like three, four hours. So I didn't know where the gym was, but I knew that when he left my house, it took him about ten minutes to get to the gym because of how long we would be on the phone until he got to the gym. Do you know that I drove one night to every gym within a 10 minute radius in all directions mm. to see if I could find him? And true enough, I did find him. Um, oh. And he was at the gym. So yeah, after that, <laughs> I was like, okay. But then come to find Yo. out, two, three years later, he left my house. I went to go get some Wendy's and I see, I'm turning like left and he's turning right the opposite way. And I see some chick with her feet kicked up and, you know, hanging out, relaxing, oh, having shit. a good time. So I took a U-turn to follow them. And her parents were waiting outside, arms wide open. Like, like they were just the happiest little couple and oh. come to find out y'all. I was the side chick. He had been with this girl for like five years and we've been together for two. Damn. So, and I remember- Damn, this went on for two years? Two years. And I remember like going to his job and picking him up. People like, hey, what up, cuz? What up, cuz? And I thought, you know, that was just slang. He had, to, he worked with her mother <laughs> and told her mother that I was his cousin. And that's why he kept on being like, cuz, no. cuz, cuz. Yeah, so it was, it was a hot mess job. No, hell no. Oh, Chad, they got me ready for some smoke right now. Yeah, listen, hell no. Why do y'all have to lie like that? Like, just keep it a hundred. You don't know somebody might be willing to be your side chick. Mm -hmm. You got to do all exactly. Why? Shit is nowadays. Since it came out with that uh that weekend shit. That was like the side chick anthem. But you know what? Since I moved to Atlanta, I found out there are a lot of women here that actually enjoy being the side chick. They don't want to deal with the, like when you're, oh, yeah. when the man is down or when the, you know, like they don't want to be that person. Like, I just want some dick. I just want you to buy me some gifts every now and then and we good. You know, like, I don't want anything more yeah. than that. So you can be with your girl. I just need you on the, on the side. Like I even had a girl message right. me and was like, I don't care what your man does. I'm never going to leave him alone. I want that dick for the rest mm. of my life. And I was like, you're over here messaging me. Like the fuck is wrong yeah. with you? I feel like that with, with that, like a lot of people, I think are afraid, afraid of like really having feelings for somebody and getting fucked up behind it. So you're willing to keep niggas because at a distance. Shit like this. Man, mm-hmm. really, but because of stuff like this. It's twofold. That's crazy. Interesting. You think that like people as a whole are just kind of shifting the way that they're they're dealing with relationships now. Like they're just oh, yeah. saying, you know, fuck this. Like, I'm not gonna spend my time getting hurt 
you know, if he's going to yeah. cheat or whatever, then fuck it. Like, I might as yeah. well just let them know, hey, if you want to be with that person emotionally, whatever, you want to have babies, cool. But right. if you want to fuck with me, that's cool. Um, but I'm not going to give you myself emotionally. Uh, we could be, we could chill. We could hang out. Um, yeah. That's it. I, th- I think it's all about like what's on social media, man. And like how they, how they, I don't know. I kind of exploit it. so everything. easy. Yeah. Like, like... It's crazy. It's hard to find somebody who's really real. Like, I feel like even when it comes to marriage, people will marry to say, okay, I can still just get divorced or whatever and shit like that. Like, it's hard to find somebody who's really real and not out here cheating and doing dumb shit. I think it kind of feeds into like the love, the love addiction and the sex addiction. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like as a whole, people, it kind of lowered the bar and lowered the standard. And so that's kind of where a lot of people find themselves trapped at. Hmm. Just based on the numbers, I think you said it was something like 18 million people. Yeah. Um, that end up in, um, sorry, let me find it. That are like having um, the addiction. Yeah. Like 18 to 24 million people. I mean, it sounds like small, like, I mean, like the percentage is like six to 8% of Americans. But I mean, when you think about it, that's millions of people who are classified as sex addicts. I mean, that's, that's quite a bit. So that's a lot of cheating. That's a lot of low down shit. That's a lot of lying. And I mean, a lot of those people have to have spouses <laughs> and have to have long term, you know, people that they're with. So, I mean, there's a lot of lying going on. There's a lot of I mean, there's a reason why, I mean, STDs and stuff like that are really high is because people are just straight up lying to each other. And it's just, oh, yeah. there's no need for it. Especially I mean, in Atlanta. During, how is it dating in Atlanta? <laughs> a hot mess show. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so the problem in Atlanta, and I don't know if you guys have done any of this research, is that there's a lot more um, women to men, right? And then some of the men here are also homosexual. So that automatically takes them off of the straight women market. And then, so then what happens is because there's that oversaturation, women will take these guys in any condition that they come in. They could be, you know, broke, homeless, whatever, hobosexuals, if you, you know, um, mm. going from one place to another place to another place and committing, but then they're just really <laughs> looking for a place to live. So what happens is that you have to kind of just take whatever guys offer you and they feel like, so one here, everyone fucks first and then gets to know each other second. And if you're not on that, they're like, oh, you're a prude, you're this. Like, I cannot tell uh, you how many dick pics I've gotten mm-hmm. in the first couple interactions. And then they're like, well, how come you don't want to send me anything back? And you know, you're fucking up the vibe. And I'm like, don't, what? Like, I didn't ask. That's you. crazy. So that part, and then there's also this whole like side chick like mentality where, like I said, they have, they're usually, a lot of them are single moms, not downing single moms, but a lot of them are single moms. So like, I'm worried about my kids. I don't have time for a full blown relationship. So I just want to take some D whenever I can get it. And I'm that's fine with me. So that also narrows hmm. it down. Um, and then we have the down low brothers that are, you know, there are kind of, or bisexual men who don't, who want to pretend that they're not and they want a family. So they kind of, so it's just, it's really complicated here. Like for me as a, as a woman who's like trying to date and get to know people and then, you know, but the more you go through this online dating cycle and all these different apps and stuff, you start to keep who you are really private, you know, like, I'm just like, I'm going to save that for someone who actually makes it past this talking stage, but no one ever does. And they look like, oh, you're kind of closed off or, you know, you're not vulnerable enough. And I'm like, well, you haven't put in the time to see that, you know, like, 
or it's like, oh, you know, first conversation, what part of town you stay in? Um, I'm like, okay, here, you got a roommate. Can I come through? I want to come over. How are you inviting yourself to my mm-hmm. house? Or I'm like, right. <laughs> it was one guy a couple weeks ago was like, I remember you told me this just a few weeks ago. I was like, there was no. one guy who was like, okay, I want us to go on this first date. He's like, but I'm, I want my, my homeboys are going to be out there and you need to make sure your hair is down. I don't like that your hair is in a ponytail. And I want Mitch, you to, what? I'm not going to. I want you to wear some jeans and like a black top that's a low cut, but not too revealing and make sure your hair is freshly washed. And I was like, who, uh, who do you think? How long had you known him? A few days, a few days. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. So, you know, you, you meet a lot of people who feel like they don't have to put any work, but they expect the best from you. And it's like, well, fuck you. I can go mm. on to the next one, you know? And it's like, cool, you can, but you're not going to find mm. another me, you know? So. Right. Mm question i'm about to take it to like left field do you guys think that this is a result of what um black culture has evolved into as far as what we see in um i would say music of what we're exposed to music in yes. movies, reality tv audit. okay because i mean I mean, that's what what I what we see on social media all the time with our celebrities, what we're shown all the time, things like that. I mean, we've got nothing but I mean, not that's not true. I mean, we do have, you know, really loving, great examples of black love um, and, you know, um, couples that really commit to each other, and have beautiful families. But I feel like for the most part, we have this music and, you know, entertainment that says, you know, I need a bad bitch that lets me, you know, fuck around, do all this shit on the side and she'll just take it. She'll take care of the kids and do all this shit for me. Um, so, I mean, is this just a result of that? I mean. So I'm going to say, I don't think it's necessarily black culture. I think it's just the culture that we're living in. We're in a mm-hmm. instant gratification world, you know, like everything is right now, right now, right now. Even if you order something mm-hmm. online, you can get it in two days, sometimes the same day. Like we don't know how to wait for something, you know, like you want to watch a TV show growing up. We had to wait for the show to come on. You needed to be disciplined mm-hmm. about where you were. And now it's like, I'll just catch it on streaming. I'll just binge everything at one time. We live in a world where it's instant gratification, whether it's black culture, white culture, culture hispanic culture doesn't matter it's just our culture now period Mm -hmm. and i think that um sometimes people confuse what happens on reality tv as something that should happen in real life and Mm -hmm. but i think you know the the traditional gender norms are starting to fade away where a woman has to be in the kitchen a man has to go to work and those things are going away so with that unfortunately is the dating and how we date you know, people feel like there's always mm-hmm. someone else out there. I can go next, 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 swipe left, swipe right. And it's just that simple. We just dismissed a whole person with no mm-hmm. real regard for them as a as an individual, you know? So I don't know. I think mm-hmm. that social media has played the biggest part in people creating these like personas online where you have to be a certain way. I got to go on these trips. I got to take these pictures. got to take a picture of my food. I think that social media <laughs> has disintegrated what dating used to be because you can message a hundred women or a hundred men at the same damn time and just keep on you know playing out those odds what do you think yeah I, th- I think it's twofold man I think it's all about what you choose to focus on at the end of the day like for me in my mind I feel like black people as a whole are making um, great steps to break generational curses and to have more two-parent households or even just more uh, significant dating. I mean, but if you 
if you really like focus on what they put on Instagram, it's it's still still too full because you have a lot of like black pages and you know uh, they're dedicated to like um, I don't know just healthy relationships and promoting healthiness. So if you if I think if you focus on that, then that's where your focus will be. But it's easy to get kind of um, like thrown off by all the other shit. Like at, at some point, we all get caught up in. Um, posting like posting shit just because social media does it posting you, there's nobody on there that can't say they haven't taken a picture of some food or a drink and posted it you know what i'm saying and i oh you have no no, no i'll say yeah me too i literally just said it oh uh, i was about to say like what? <laughs> yeah but i don't think like you said i, I kind of what doreen said i don't think it's it's um specific to black people i i really yeah. try to stay away from the the black people conversation uh mm-hmm. black culture conversation i really try to stay away from that because i feel like there's so much that goes into it Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think it's, I don't think necessarily one thing outside of some shit, I can't say that, but for the most part, I don't think a lot of stuff is tied to being black. Okay. I think other races still experience that, that same type of stuff that we talk about, but we kind of label it as like black culture or like black struggles or shit like that. And it's like, everybody kind of struggles from it. That's true. That's a hundred percent true. Cause that's so, it's almost like we get burdened with it almost, Yeah, but exactly. everybody else is still doing it. Everyone else exactly. is blatantly still doing it. Mm-hmm. I feel it. That's a good way to put it. Oh, I agree with Joe. Yeah. Honey. I try to stay away from that the black talk, honey, because there's so much to go into yeah. it. I just politics that I try to keep away from that. <laughs> but I understand. Um, so I I'll so I'll say this real quick. Right. I met I met um, a gentleman recently who I was just talking. I was like, yeah, black men this, black men that, black men cheat, black. And I was like, yeah, I love my black men though. And he was like, mm, I don't think you hear yourself because I don't think you do, right. you know? And I was like, no, I'm just mm-hmm. being realist. Like, I'm being a realist. Like, this is how it really is. He's like, yeah, but not all of us. He's like, you know, if you keep on going on to dating apps to meet quality men, then that's kind of mm-hmm. on you, right? Like, you're going to meet those serial yeah. daters and those people who just want to hit it and quit it because that's what they want, right? The really fast, quick swipe, swipe. And, um, and I was like, oh, I, you know, I, I, so I really started thinking about, I was like, I know some good brothers. Like I really do. Like, I know this guy, he's mm-hmm. great, intelligent, super smart, all that good stuff. And then my brother, you know, I have cousins, my uncles, you know, I have, I, I am surrounded by some really great men. And I, I realized subconsciously I was focusing on the people that have fucked me over, but in, in growing up a little bit, people treat you how you allow them to treat you. So I kind of have to take part in that because if someone fucks you over once, what do you give them a second, third, fourth, fifth chance, right? Like you have to cut it yeah. out and set those standards. Like I'm not going to accept this, whether you're a great person or not. So I'm, I'm, I'm growing, I'm figuring out, you know, but it's. <laughs> yeah, because it's not specific to black men. If you're going to cheat, you're going to cheat no matter what race. Mm-hmm. Right, because Let's all say. I do is date black men. So that's all I know, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm just putting it on all of them. And I was yeah. like, that's a mistake. That's a mistake. They're all nasty. And speaking of that. <laughs> Speaking of which, so really quick, we're going to play a quick game that I was just like, I didn't know what to call it. So I just did ho, addict, or boss. And okay. by boss, I mean, I, I, I hope I, that came off clearly, like someone who's, I guess, using their assets to get what they need to or get where they need to. I got you. Um, and we can think of some other names if you guys have some other names that you you, you want to throw in the mix. But um, I just did. Yeah. <laughs> Well, then let's start with her then. Let's start with her. Then. All right. So I want to start with Lori Harvey. What do you guys think? Is she a hoe, a sex addict, or a boss bitch? I think she's a boss. Hmm. I think Lori, she, was she a 20, 24? Not even. 
Are yeah, you serious? Girl, that girl. Yeah, she's twenty two. That girl's dating. She's dating, and her roster just happens to be fucking fire. Like, <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with her dating. Okay. Listen, I did. I will. Although I will say it was savage of her to do. Um, was it Justin Combs? And date his. And then come back. And then come back and hate his pops. Like, I wonder what the conversation was like in that household. But yeah, I what was it? What was the time period on that? Like, it was like no what? idea. It was like a year, year and a half. No, <laughs> but it was crazy. But they said that. Um, she said she's she doesn't give it up right away. So she said they were just talking, but they never actually like physically were intimate. And so he moved on and she moved on. And then eventually, you know, Diddy was interested, but she said it wasn't anything serious because that was when Kim had just died. But I don't know, child. But they was all booed yeah, up with her family. Crazy. What about you, J23? Mm-hmm. Lori Harvey. I think she's just reaching her whole phase. She's 22. You know what I'm saying? Then, like Jody said, her roster is lit. So, I mean, I'll be goddamn in a buffet yeah. myself. So, I'll be doing the same thing. Okay, and they pay, I mean, come on, that she messing with no bum ass. Uh, future, yeah, future is a bum ass nigga. Who? I mean, he's a bum, but he got he ain't got no bum money. He got paper. <laughs> future is over here arguing a court over this baby in Miami. Talk about some. That's not my baby. I ain't got no money. What they got to do with Lord though? <laughs> that ain't got right. nothing to do with. Right. I, I like the way you said that, uh, Jordan. Like that, she's reaching her whole phase. I like that. That's true because you know you talk you you look at like these older celebrities and like look at their history of men. Sometimes you're just like, damn, she hit it with this person. She had like this guy, this guy, and like, yeah, she was a bit of a hoe and back in her day. And so yeah, I think that's what she- we all done had. A whole Listen, my twenty. Mm, speak for yourself. <laughs> Listen, there was no tactic there. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> So yeah, I'm gonna go with I think I'm gonna go with you, girls. I think she's hitting her whole phase. I think I think she's seeing it as boss, but I think it's yeah, it's whole phase. Um yeah. my vote is boss. I think she's a boss bitch who's out here doing what everybody else has been doing. And despite the fact that all these guys have had other women in the past and everything else, but you know who they put on their social media, you know who they have no problem giving her shout outs to? Lori fucking Harvey. They don't care if she got yeah. shout outs to songs, she's I, she is she's not she's a boss bitch so i feel boss, like Lori. Oh. there you go i feel <laughs> like she's the next uh rihanna remember how rihanna went on her run yeah she did oh yeah that's true that's true i what does she do though what does Lori do like is she an actress <laughs> is she a singer she's a bad bitch steve harvey stepdaughter oh right she's a she's a stepdaughter <laughs> i think right yeah mm-hmm. adopted that's not yeah. That's not his. That's not that's his, not his baby. Oh, okay. Yeah. Remember we talked um, about this. She has her cousin siblings that are brother sister slash cousins because she her mom had Marjorie. Oh, that's that's right. Because her mama is... yeah married two brothers. Now mama was a boss. Yeah. When you when you explained <laughs> to me mom, I was like mama was the boss. Honey. She her her she had tactics. Okay, she was moving around doing things smartly. But yeah. You, yeah. You got you yeah. married two brothers and left them both while they were in jail. Like that's trifling. I think she's a hoe. I think she's a hoe. Um, and then these are smart. And then moves. married your best friend's <laughs> husband and then had him adopt your kids. That's some. That's a boss. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> had him adopt your kids. Listen, like come on, Dory. Sounds like a boss move to me. <laughs> Sounds sound like some shit Chris Jenner would do. Like Chris, whatever her name is. Yes. Yep. 
Yep, yeah. that is a hundred percent. Who can do that? How many women can do that? You know, or people in general get someone to adopt the kids? Like, mm. that's crazy. So the yeah, power I'm, I'm gonna give it to mom. <laughs> when it's good, it's strong. <laughs> Gosh. Um. All right. Let's see. What is who's Kareen Stephens? Superhead. I think she was a boss. All right, I'm gonna look her up. I'm gonna call her an addict. Tell me. Oh, she could be an addict too, though. Because she, I would say yeah. an addict too, because I remember her going through this interview, and she was like, if she was laying in the bed with whoever she was dealing with, and Wayne called her, she is dropping everything, and she's like, "Look, I gotta go see Wayne. I don't care how you feel about it. I'm going to see him." So I think that's that. She's definitely she's addicted to addict. Wayne. She was addicted. To- yeah. And you just got some dick. You finna go get some. I just, yeah, that's some yeah. addict shit. <laughs> Plus, I mean, oh, she's the video vixen. She was superhead. Yeah, she was in all those videos. She wrote a book about all the men that she fucked: Jay Z, Lil Wayne. Okay. Um, she was with Eddie Winslow. What's his, you know? Y'all know what I'm talking about. Eddie Winslow. <laughs> <laughs> um, she. I mean, she's she's fucked most of the people in Hollywood. She was dating. What's the guy from Drumline that he was on? No, from he was on Scandal for like a quick season. And then he was beating his wife. Columbus Short. Yes. She was with him for a little bit when he was going through all that. Like, she's fucked almost yeah. any. Show roster is huge. Yeah, I think she's Damn. more an addict than anything else. Okay. Yeah. I think she was an addict who turned her shit into some ball shit. We all know, well, for the most part, the three out of four of us knew who Superhead was by her government, by Kareem <laughs> Seven. Well, you know what's fucked you know up what is I, I put her on the list from researching I was looking up video vixens and found mm-hmm. her name, and I put her on the list. I still didn't know who she was. Yeah, I was like, she, I don't know who this is. <laughs> yeah, terrible. she got a book deal out that shit. She did. What about yeah, um, She had plenty of cameos. What about Amber Rose? Oh, I don't boss know. Boss Ho. I think I would say boss. I would say boss. Maybe really? all three. Wow. Uh, yeah, I would say I would say an addict, but I would say a hoe and a boss. Like she's trying to get stable. You know what I'm saying? And I, I just. I, I I would say boss for um Amber. I and she'll put it out there. She'll slut. She'll say that. Yeah, I'm a slut. Boss slut. Yeah. She'll say she loves se- oh. she loves sex. She she's a se- you know, she's a sexual person. She really loves being out there. She loves dressing sexy, looking sexy. You know, she'll I mean, I'm a, we all are sexual yeah. human beings, but like to the next level, I don't know. We're like here shit. hanging out. Yeah. She's up here like <laughs> She, I mean, she, she helped with the slut walk, you know, like really normalizing, you right. know, so yeah. to be like, be a woman and just really embrace that part of yourselves. I'm going to go with Amber Rose being a hoe. Um, okay. Only because I don't think she's an addict. Most of the people that have dated her have said that she's actually not that into sex. And I had that false mm. assumption too, that if you were a stripper, that you were probably oh, like fucking like crazy. Like but after watching mm-hmm. oh, Black wow. China's sex tape, I, I no longer believe that. It was yeah. the worst. The worst. Really? Yeah, she, I've never seen it. Trash. I didn't know that happened. Imagine a rabbit like gently biting at like the top of a carrot and that's how she gives head. Ew. It was awful. Ew. Why? Why would you do it this? It was awful. <laughs> Black China. Black China. Crying. Ew. Running away. Every, just, what, just, I, <laughs> I was like, girl. She cried. Why are you recording this? <laughs> it was bad. She thought she was gonna have a Kim Kardashian moment. She did not. So I realized. And it flopped. Yeah. Who was it with? Was it just some random dude? NBA K <clears throat> Young was something. It was some like eighteen year old kid that she was dating at the time. Oh god! No, no, no. Um. 
you guys have anyone that you could think of? I okay. did see a name mm. on here, um, Marilyn Monroe. What do y'all think? I think she was a boss. Mm. And here's why. Because she took that, voluptu- that voluptuous body that was not really in style and she made it a whole brand, the thickness, the, you know, the sexy, the little baby voice that comes from her. And then she used that to get deep into politics. You know, she was messing with anyone who was famous, had, had status, and we still talk about her to this day. And she didn't even live that long. Like she made an impact that lasted, you know, th- 40, 50 years in the future. So for me, that's some boss shit. But in truth, she was probably just an addict. But anyway, I, I call her a boss. I don't know. I'm on the fence. I'm on the fence of hoe or boss. Um, I feel like you, I, I, I agree with you on, on part of that. But I feel like she also got taken advantage of a little bit. Yeah, I see that too. Um, and got pulled into the... the got pulled into being a hoe. Um, I feel like she got promised things. Um, I feel like back then it was a lot easier for men to promise things to women and, um, you know, get them into this life and what have you. And, you know, how much say did she have in the fame that she gathered? Um, I don't know. Uh, That one's hard. That one's really, really hard. What do you think, Jody? I think sometimes I probably get her and Elizabeth Taylor Ooh. mixed together because I think Elizabeth Taylor was like engaged like 12, yes. 13 times. Yes. I think she was yes. addict. Addict a little bit. She even dated Tom Cruise for a little while. What? Yeah. Elizabeth Taylor? Tom Cruise. I only know who Elizabeth Taylor is. The old Elizabeth Taylor? The old Elizabeth Taylor, yes. Yeah. The white yes, diamonds. Who I supposed to say? It's like the white diamonds that my grandma keeps buying me and like I don't use. <laughs> like, stop. Yeah, he also dated Cher. Yeah, he, I mean, you have to understand he probably grew up and she was like the, the standard of beauty, in, you know, growing up. And so whether she was significantly older, you know, men like to, that challenge of being able to obtain the unobtainable and all that stuff. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Why is this happening? My brain is just like shutting down for a second. Like, I get, I, I mean, okay, what? To each their own. Listen, I guess. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I really don't know enough about Marilyn Monroe like that. Like, that's way before my time, and I don't really know shit about her for real. Okay, I know what she's perceived as, like what the public kind of okay. puts her as a promiscuous kind of pinup girl, but mm-hmm. I don't have no opinion on. That's fair. That's fair. What about an actual addict like Charlie Sheen? He was addicted to sex or drugs? I thought it was drugs. I think he's both. He's a hot mess. Listen, I think he's addicted to everything. I think he's just a a mess. Addictive personality. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he's an addict for you. How did he get like fame? Yeah. Yep. That part. Like, them them celebrities be having more anxiety to deal with than we can ever imagine. I think it probably it probably started out that way and then he just found himself stuck in that cycle and now that's just how he lives his life is just addicted to everything and that's how he leans on his fame and that's how he keeps going is he, he gets keeps keeps getting jobs as people realize that they can have him on whatever movie or whatever show for a little while until he burns out and then that's it then they've made their money and he can go on and he can be an addict in private and be a hoe in private and that's it. 
So I think that one being a child celebrity and then the, you know, all that stuff, he comes from a family of celebrities and all that stuff. I think that they, it takes them Mm -hmm. so much more to feel things like just having a threesome isn't enough. So they always have to escalate it. So you want to be with a call girl, a couple call girls, you want to take more drugs, take more of this, take, I think that it just, it kind of keeps on spiraling so they can feel something because once you hit this point, like it stops being exciting. You know, I feel like that's what happened with Lamar Odom too. Like when he almost died in that whorehouse. Yeah, like, that shit was crazy. Oh, Johnny, you was I right. Told you. That shit was everywhere. Like when, was, I think him and Chloe had just gotten divorced. So they were just separating because he was addicted to Like he started to cope. Man, they about died in the whole house, bro. Like, mm, oh, wow. Bad. He did. And he says now that he was a sex addict because even with his new girlfriend, she had some app on his on his phone where she monitored like his uh, internet browsing to see like uh, if he would do porn and shit like that to make sure that he wasn't doing it. That's how addicted to it he was. Hmm. Like they had set it up to where they both had it on their phones. So if he, if he wanted to watch porn, he couldn't. Like she would block it type deal. It was crazy. But they, she also said they weren't even having sex because of his addiction. That's crazy. Why? Why? Like. Okay, so I I rewatched Girlfriends a couple of months ago when it first came out on Netflix because that's my show. Girlfriends, and there was an episode where what's her name? Um, Is it Lynn? No, Joan. 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 Where Joan was dating a sex addict, and oh yeah, he he was just like he was like I want to have phone sex. I want to do this. He I want to do that. She was just like damn chill out he's like I'm an addict like I told you I'm a sex addict so once I start I can't just stop I need it yeah. constantly for my partner like I need either you know if we're, we're not together I need phone sex I need pictures I need this she was so tired from staying up every night trying to keep him occupied because she felt like if I say no he's gonna go out and get it from someone else mm-hmm. and so once you start they, they don't know how to control themselves so I think that's why she said they were celibate to kind of help him ease into a normal relationship but yeah they, they finally broke sense. up yeah yeah that makes sense yeah they did too what okay so so what happens my my question is what what do you do with that if you're the the spouse or like the boyfriend or girlfriend of the person who is addicted to this i mean you want to be a supportive person right you love this person you fell in love with this person for a reason but they do have this addiction i mean like a person can only take so much though right um we're not yeah i Go ahead. I was watching this video on YouTube and it was about this girl who had some type of disease to where she had to have sex. Like she had to have an orgasm or she would just be in dire pain. Like what? excruciating pain. Like and it had to be like all day. And she had a boyfriend and one would think that a man would love a woman who wants to have a lot of sex but he was like yo i can't do this like it's too much and i don't want to feel like sex is a chore and he would really have to tell her no and she would be like shaking and in pain and in tears and mad on top of that Mm -hmm. and he really had to be like no like i don't want to do it right now we can't but it was clinically like she was clinically diagnosed to have like this problem bro it was crazy well i I remember that movie um black snake moan Uh Mm uh-huh You remember how that she was addicted to sex? Yeah. Like she had, and Samuel Jackson chained her ass up <laughs> to the house. He was like, you <laughs> stop all this. That. Yeah, and the little boy came and he had to be a virgin, honey. She 
gave it to him. Like she, I, I never met no one like that. Like I know I'd be hollering, "Oh, I need some dick," but I just can't just go and just actually. I'm- I think there's, I mean, and then there's the difference between people who are um, trauma who have, suffer from trauma and need it. Um, because I, that, I think that's behavioral health and that is something that you can, um, over time you can get help for that, right? Um, that can be helped with therapy and um, what have you. I guess my question is how can it, cause I know a lot of people that went to therapy and like rehab for drugs and stuff like that. So they stay away from certain things. Mm-hmm. I got a friend who's into, was into cocaine. Mm-hmm. So he don't drink. So what will trigger someone to want to have sex if they're just, they just eased up off of it. That's my yeah. question. Like what would trigger them? Like, Ooh, that's just, I'm horny now. I got to do Cause it. sex like, is everywhere. On? I mean, like that'd be a hard, that's hard, honey. So yeah, I think I mean, I mean, I mean, the media. best way that I saw from like our research was it's basically to try to figure out what is triggering those thoughts. Were you exposed to sex at too early of an age? Um, you know, were you traumatized? Are you trying to, are you, do you have a hard time expressing yourself? And so sex is the only way you feel comfortable. Mm. Do you only validate people's physical beings? You never want to actually possess their, like the emotional side of them. And so it's really about redirecting your brain. So when you feel those sexual impulses, try to like dig deeper. Like if every time I'm sad, I eat, but every time I'm sad, I fuck, you know what I'm saying? Mm. It's, it's kind of like that whole thing, but people are more understanding of a food addiction than they are of a sex addiction you know like because of just our society is a little bit more prudish yeah they don't see it as an addiction right um and so I don't know you know I don't know you can't really rewire a brain but there are certain things that you can take like medications to kind of like even out your mood so you don't have the high highs or lows and you're kind of more even keeled but like it can be most sex addicts are addicts for life like you you don't just stop being an addict you just learn how to control some of those impulses Um, but yeah, I don't know if there's, there's not like a cure or anything. When Jabby and I first started talking about creating a podcast, we struggled to find a way to record in two different states without it sounding terrible. And that's where Squadcast comes in. Yes, Squadcast has been a lifesaver for noobs like ourselves. Squadcast makes it simple to record studio quality shows. It does the hard part of separating individual audio tracks without the fuss of chords that connect here and there and go there and all that nonsense. Facts. So find the plan that works best for you with flexible pricing that Squadcast has to offer and upgrade your podcasting life. Visit our link at ebonistas.com on the sponsor page and get a seven day free trial. Happy recordings. So my question is, are serial cheaters the same as a sex addict? No. Mm -mm. No. I think a sex addict can be a serial cheater. I think you can be a serial cheater without being a sex addict. Okay. What she said. Man. (laughs) Tell it on the mountains. Jordan, what do you think? Um, I think so. I think so. Um, a serious. So, are you considering only cheating in the is it like the act of sex? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So I I think so. Just because I mean, you got pussy there, and you still cheating, and obviously you can't stop or whatever. So I just I think it's an addiction. Yeah, to me. You you're addicted to not you you're addicted to being with more than one person, I guess. Mm. If I'm making sense, <laughs> like always having somebody around type deal. Mm-hmm. Like it's not enough. Okay. What do you think, Japs? Damn, they both made good points. 
<laughs> like, um, I think, but I lean towards more that they, they can be two different things. I think that you can be a piece of shit and be a serial cheater. You know what I mean? Like you could just, you could be, um, just all about yourself, not care about another person and just be, you know, I'm just going to do whatever I want. I don't, a narcissist, you know, that leans into that whole thing and just, you know, I do whatever I want. I'm, I'm just going to cheat on this person. I don't care. And then you have some of that truly like they should be going to therapy. I'm, I'm a sex addict because I have unresolved issues um, from something that happened to me or I physically have, you know, something's wrong with me um, and I need treatment. So so in my so I've met a lot of men recently that like not recently in the past like in my life that have been like oh you know I cheated on my wife and I cheated on my girlfriend it's because I'm a sex addict that just can't control myself I just needed it to have it and you know whatever whatever I remember even one guy went to therapy and then tried to fuck his therapist mm. and like it was just I was like so I feel like mm. you are the problem I think you're I'm like but if you were truly a sex addict well this is what my friend said if he was truly a sex addict he would fuck anything and anybody you choose to fuck only attractive women so that doesn't make you a sex addict you're now here fucking pro prostitutes and crackheads and this and that you're choosing to chase after these women so for me i would consider that a love and sex addict like you you like falling in love with these women making them fall in love with you and desire you and that whole aspect of it until you get to the act of sex and then you're kind of fall fall off and you're like oh that's i'm good i'm gonna move on to the next one and the next one and the next one so yeah you can be tr a trash person and just be a cheater and not be a sex addict and use the you know saying oh I have a sex addict as a way to kind of bypass your shitty behavior or your lack of a conscience for hurting someone that you're in a committed relationship to do sex addicts is that true though that sex addicts will have sex with anyone yes if you're truly a sex addict you'll have sex with men women whatever it doesn't matter you just have to have it like standards like there's no there's no standards like poor like rich like gender like there's, there's nothing that turns them off they're they're just true, like true sex addicts are it's a compulsion it's not about they don't have any standards as to who they fuck they just need to fuck something they're just like, gonna put it in so they so they can fuck something it doesn't have to be a human I didn't want to go there, but yes, that is also correct. <laughs> okay, yep. okay, okay. You saw that? Mm. You found that somewhere? Yeah. <laughs> it's a compulsion. <laughs> yes. That's crazy. That makes me so uncomfortable. <laughs> I don't. I don't know about these people. I, I mean, like, look, I, I again, people who may suffer from that, like that, it's just crazy to me. Like, it's it's horrible. Like, if you someone that truly suffers from that, like that is absolutely horrible. It's I can't imagine like like the urge that you have because I don't know what it is. I mean, I've been married for I, I don't know like three thousand years by now, and something happens where your brain just kind of like sex is just becomes like this different thing in your head and your body. So I don't understand like this that urge how someone can have this urge like all the time like I need to have sex like constant constant. Like you need sex. sex. I don't know. Yes, because yeah, I, I can mm -hmm. be like that sometimes in a right relationship. Now. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Get it yeah. in. 
get it in. I don't know. I'll be. But you said I've dated. Out. Sorry. Yeah, I've dated a couple guys that were like, "Damn, girl, are you a nympho?" I'm like, "No, because I don't want to just sleep with anybody. I just want to sleep with you a lot. Like, and that's it. You know, like you're my person. I chose you as my person, so let's let's do it. I'm always ready. Like, yeah, you want to go? You give me that look. You ready? Let's go. <laughs> you know, like, and so, but. I, it, but again, I'm not a sex addict because I don't want to just have sex with anyone. Everyone. I just, I just enjoy the physical connection with someone that I am attracted to emotionally and physically, you know, and unless I had that connection, I can't, I can't do it, you know? So that's a line for me. I will have to say that there is um, something different about having sex when you're dating versus when you're having sex with someone when you're in a super long-term relationship like when you're dating around kind of thing like there's I mean that's endorphins right like that's like all the chemicals sparking and things going off that you're you're doing something exciting you're doing all this someone new and what have you and that's probably what it is I mean plus when you're young you're like I'm just gonna do all this kind of crazy stuff and what have you all right, what do you guys think about that? Long-term sex is get is different than dating sex? No, oh, yeah, it's way better. What'd you say? Long-term? Like you've been in a long-term relationship? I think, yeah. I think dating. Man, what? Think, well, that shit is way yeah. fucking better, bro. You, <laughs> uh, what? No, you no, no. Bro, you say, I'll, I'll finish it, but go ahead. Who's, who go? <laughs> you. Go ahead. Okay, so is dating sex versus being a long-term relationship sex? I would say the last time I was in a long-term relationship, I was living with that person. So, and I had just had a baby. So after that, like, I got tired of really looking at the person all the time. Like when I wanted it, I wanted it, but you know what I'm saying? But now that, you know, I'm dating, it's like, I barely get to see this person. We working, I'm working, you know, we got our own separate schedules. So when we do, it's like, we in there, like it's fire, it's lit, but Long-term relationships, yeah, like, rusty. I get tired of looking at your ass, like, come on, child, come on, get this pussy, come on. <laughs> that's what yeah, I'm talking about. <laughs> but that's what I mean, is, like, when it's dating, like, when it's new, and you're just kind of seeing each other every once in a while, there's that happening. There's, like, this, like, every once in a while, the spark that you're seeing and what have you, and you don't get to see each other that often. So when you do get together, you're just like, ah, ah, yes. like, this is what we're doing. But I also understand long-term sex because when you're long-term, you're doing a lot of different stuff and you're Mm -hmm. exploring a lot of different things and really like getting all up in there. And (laughs) yeah, (laughs) long-term sex, listen, because you're so much, you're so more vulnerable with your partner that it's like y'all get to explore other things that you you don't necessarily do when you do it in like the first dating sex. You know what I'm saying? That's true. Dating sex is like lusty and spicy and you know what I'm saying? All that good shit. But that long-term shit, bro. Listen, you're, you're, what is, I, I think I heard, compares. what was it? Um, I think the, what was it? The Tom Joyner morning show? I think it was the Tom Joyner morning show. Years ago, I heard they were doing a segment and they're talking about like on long-term sex and that couldn't have been tom joiner because they would not talk about that i don't know it was one of those like shows uh, shows yeah okay. and they're like the woman was talking about how her and her husband been married for a long time and she was worried about being freaky with him and the guy was like how long have you been married she's like oh like over 10 years he's like listen y'all been married that long he's like your freak flag should be way up 
Like mm-hmm. y'all should be doing all <laughs> kinds of things from the ceiling and like from oh, here yeah. there. You need to just go at it. Just go do whatever you want to do. And I was like, I'll never forget that. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Well, the problem that I feel have you there's a syndrome or something. It's called like Saint versus um oh gosh, hold on. Saint versus sinner. Basically, where some people think of their partner as either like a holy, holy person that's like a mother. Once she pops out my child, she's she's untouchable. She's, you know, she's just mm-hmm. like Mary, right? Like, and then uh, then or you're a whore that's all only good for sex. And that <laughs> like you see a lot of those traditional, like some some guys, and I don't know how it goes for women, but some guys see women that way. So once you've been in a long-term relationship with them, they might start to treat you differently. I know that I had a relationship once where I was like, we were having like we were sorry, this is a lot, but we were <laughs> it, I felt I, I remember at one point in time I was like lately I feel like we've been doing it like I'm your wife and not your girlfriend and and I was like you 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 just haven't been giving me the same energy you know like and I was like I just feel like something's shifted I'm not the fun piece Mm. you know it was like okay well let me make sure you're okay take care of your needs all right we're good 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 all right I'm done (laughs) high five get out of here (laughs) it was weird and I couldn't understand what what shifted but I stopped becoming someone to desire and I became someone to take care of Mm -hmm. and so that can happen in relationships too when you've been together for a while Mm, that's a good point interesting so real quick, the actual definition oh, yeah. of love and sex addicts, right? I do. Okay. <laughs> Addiction is the consistent inability to abstain and controlling behavior or craving. It is a disease of the brain that creates motivation to keep repeating an activity to fulfill relief and reward the brain. In other words, it makes your brain feel good. Obviously, it's like drinking. <laughs> and then not to steal your subjects, but I'm going to steal some of them. But Go for it. Sex addicts usually go through this this little arc, right? They start with a superficial intensity that we talked about, love bombing, giving you all this love, attention. You know, love addicts actually fantasize about being desired and rescued, so they create these opportunities to to do so, right? Like, here's an example: I used to go to super- damsel in distress. Yeah, I used to go to supermarkets, and if I saw a cute guy, because I'm sure I would pretend like I needed to reach something on the top shelf. And if they were a true gentleman, they would come over and try to help and I could flirt my way into talking to them, right? Like, but sometimes, <laughs> so yeah, so that's, but that is actually not a good thing. But um, they're also very seductive. They can manipulate that love addict into feeling like they're perfect and that it's a, you know, they're a fairy prince or princess. And um, they also, the love addicts also prefer to feel safe. They want to feel like like this is a, a safe place for me to be with you. And, and so once they fall into that, that can- kind of increase the problem um this is called love bombing where you find out everything that that partner wants and then you become every single one of those things it's just like putting on a performance you can call it an actor if you want to because that's what they're doing they're acting until they get you to feel safe comfortable vulnerable and then they'll start to pull away right dramatically and then they'll come back and give you 20 percent less than what they did and then if you complain they'll pull away again and give you 40% less than what they started with. And they'll just continue that, that cycle until they're doing what they want to do. And you're just waiting for things to go back to how perfect they were in the beginning. I don't need this in my life. I don't need it. (laughs) I don't want it. So one of the treatments for love and sex, sex addicts is like, kind of like AA, they need to go through 12 steps of recovery. They have to go through the whole thing. And they usually recommend being abstinent for at least one year just to kind of break that cycle of your love and sex addiction. If you can go longer, great. If you can't, you know, but 
they want you to do at least a full year of nothing. But what if that's tough. But what if like okay, so I'm always a what if person. What if you <laughs> find your person during that time? They better really like you because you need to be absent for a little while or else you're going to fall back into those same things. You're going to start love bombing that person. You're going to fall back into those same traumas. You need time to heal. A year is a long time, though. Do you? So does anybody on this call feel like that they can go a year without no sex or masturbation? Mm-mm. The last part. Yeah, if I'm pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> you already had it. What you mean? So I think I could go. I think I could go a year. Mm-mm. that's crazy not even if i'm pregnant okay. especially if i'm pregnant no i can't 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 do it i don't know maybe i don't know uh, doreen you can't do it i'm gonna talk i'm gonna, I'm gonna say it for you girl you can't do it <laughs> i love you so another way to treat a love and sex addiction is to set standards for what they are actually looking for as opposed to taking anyone who's interested in them and that can help them improve their self-esteem and their feelings of self-worth enough that they won't just try to find anyone to physically or you know like emotionally connect to they're actually gonna find someone that would make them happy long term start to respect their body more and who they are more as a person yes Yes. yeah (laughs) wow this is I don't know. I still have so many questions because it's, I mean, it's, it's a weird, it's a weird thing. Cause you, again, it's who, who's a true addict? How do you determine? I mean, I guess that's for a doctor to say, right? I mean, you could only, only a doctor can do that. But if you're with someone who is just a serial cheater and say you're in a relationship, some people allow this to happen. Some people are okay with this lifestyle where their boyfriend or their girlfriend just constantly cheat and they're okay with it or they just like to argue they like they like the toxicity so how do we know if these people are just addicts or if they're just shitty people there's a book called the dsm which is anybody who studies psychology or psychiatry will tell you it's like the book of all the medical conditions Mm -hmm. that are you know mental and the dsm does not recognize love and sex addict as a condition oh um they, they, they could sometimes they'll put it under like obsessive compulsive disorder, but they don't actually classify love and sex addiction as an addiction because I mean, technically, if you look at it the way that it's defined here, most people who are dating in today's current society are kind of love and sex addicts, right? Like society tells you, you can't be single, you gotta have a boo, gotta have somebody, right? So it, it can be interesting. Um, I did have a question. Okay, so... If someone that you were dating, if you found out that while you guys have been dating, let's say you've been dating four years and you find out during that time that they had been with over a hundred <laughs> other people and you had no idea, how would you respond to that? I'm heartbroken. <laughs> say, say the question because it was this loud motorcycle. Um, if you found out that your partner of a few years had been with like over a hundred other people while you were together and you had no idea during that time. I would be, yeah, I'll be heartbroken too. I'd be damaged. Especially if I ain't know about it because I'm FBI. I'd find out anything. <laughs> Listen, I feel like I don't even I know say, that Give person. me five minutes. Give me five minutes in the computer and I'm going to find out some dirt. Right. I feel like, first of all, you don't know that person. I don't know myself because women, we have like this 
thing inside of us and we know like there's a radar that goes off i'd i'd be like what is wrong with me like why wasn't my radar going off like this person was doing it so well that i didn't notice yeah. them sleeping with this many people right under me like i, I you gotta go <laughs> Okay, and then I have one other thing. There's a saying that says, if someone forgives you for cheating, best believe that they're cheating too. Would you agree? No. Mm -mm. No. Okay. I'm not going to do that. Because no. uh, if we're going to go there and do tick for tat, we might as well just end it. Mm -hmm. That situation. I feel like sometimes a lot of people project. You know what I'm saying? They think that because they, which could, like you, like if you're guilty of doing something, I feel like you projected onto the other person, like a lot of times when people like going through phones and DMs and shit, and it's like, if I never gave you a reason to, then why are you doing all that? I think a lot of people project. Exactly. Maybe because they're just, they're, they're not healed. Their trust is just not really there. You could be dealing with a good person, but that's what people say. You know, you need to get yourself together before you go into a whole nother relationship because you could bring that damage into something mm -hmm. new. So I will definitely admit that I done had some good men in my life, but just because I didn't give myself time, I always thought the next person was cheating because of the last mm -hmm. shit I've been through. Yeah, so. that's a hundred percent true. A hundred percent true. I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. Um, my husband and I literally got together. He stole me actually from a previous person from my yeah. from someone that I was engaged to. Actually, like not even gonna lie. <laughs> that's crazy. They say you lose them how you get them. Listen, Hello. You say you lose money, you get I know, I know. And we, <laughs> listen, there are so many things, I, I, you know, it's funny is I, I think about those things sometimes and I'm like, it's, I, I understand like the taboo about that and what people say about that. But, you know, Doreen will tell you a lot of people have met us for, we're, we're really great friends. We're, that's our, our, our foundation. Our foundation is laid upon a great, a great friendship first and of support for each other. I was coming out of like a really bad situation. So, but that support and of, you know, coming out of a bad situation. And even though it wasn't ideal, the way we came out of it, um, that question, I mean, like it's situational to me, right? Like it kind of depends on what's happening to you. I mean, I don't know. It's a little bit of everything. It's, it's a little difficult. I feel like everyone has you know what I mean? Like, I just feel like everyone has a little bit of, not everything is so cut and dry with relationships. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's a lot of gray instead of just black and white. Yeah, people people meet people in different ways. Like, I didn't heard the saying say, somebody said, uh, um, sometimes you can marry the wrong person. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's supposed to be somebody else. You know what I'm saying? You just, you know what I'm saying? Like, your soulmate's supposed to be somebody else. And you were somebody who perfectly fine and treat you well, but it ain't. Yeah, it's supposed to be somebody else. Exactly. You could be with someone. Exactly. Completely right. It feels like it's the right person, but it wasn't that person. And plus, there's billions of people on Earth. Who's to say that that person is it? Right. Mm -hmm. oh, that's a deeper conversation, I feel like. I don't know. The sex oh. addicts. <laughs> it made me think about that. Um, it made me think about that Omarion and uh, Lil Fizz situation. That's what made me think about. Wait, what is this? Tell me. You know who Omarion and Lil Fizz are? From B2K? Yeah, yeah, yeah. From B2K? Yeah. So... Amarion, I think he was either married to or it was just his baby mom's or a longtime girlfriend or whatever. And then his ex bandmate, Lil Fizz, and her started dating after them two broke up. Oh, okay. Did they stay and together? Oh, Lil Fizz. Oh, no, I don't think so. No, nah, but it was really like, uh, 
So if Fizz was really just saying like it wasn't he wasn't lurking on her and all this shit when her him and her and Amarion were together. Mm -hmm. But you know a lot of people was like that's why you can't trust people around you. They waiting, you know what I'm saying? But they was basically saying like it was it was kind of like just like they were better matched than her and oh. Yeah. But it made me think about that. Were we just talking about this the other day, Dorian? About the circles, yeah. like when you're does if you meet someone and you feel like they're your soulmate that, that does that justify like who you date like if you date like a friend of a friend or your ex your friend's ex if you're like this is my soulmate you know this is the person i'm supposed to be with does that make it okay like i not none of my friends better not say date none of my exes like that's girl code all the way don't you that what nah i don't give a damn if y'all do get along yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, you know, it's funny about that. I said the exact same thing, right? Like, that's girl code. You don't date your girlfriends, like, their, their, their ex, whether they broke up, whatever. But Dorian was like, have you ever dated any of your exes, their friends? And I was like, yeah. And I was like, but do they, I mean, now do the guys have a code? I'm sure they do. Is that my problem? Nope. No. I don't know. That's not my problem. Like, they can, nope. sometimes most men amongst friend, boys usually have, they don't really care they don't. typically. They don't. They don't. And so they don't have the same code. Women, we have a code. And that code is I will fuck you up. <laughs> like I will burn that shit down if you do this. So that I thought about that literally after we had this conversation last time. And I was like, I don't care if he has a code. That's not my problem. I, I did it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh my God. So listen, the, 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 at the end of the day, um, you know, as, as always, the Ebenistas, um, we, we always have these, you know, sometimes we have these conversations of, you know, really serious issues. And, you know, we're looking at addicts um, today. And whether you're a love addict, um, a sex addict, um, whether it's recognized or not by officially by um, doctors um, nationally or across the globe. Um, but if it's real to you and you feel like you're suffering from that, we always want you to go ahead and get help um, and get the support that you need. And, you know, if it's you, if it's a loved one, what have you, um, you know, we want to make sure that, you know, you get the help. So there's actually a national helpline number. It's 1-800-662-HELP. Um, go ahead and give them a call and they'll lead you in the right direction for that. We'll go ahead and make sure that that's available on our website as usual. Um, we are currently um, revamping our website. So give us a couple weeks or so to make sure all that's all pretty for you guys, our mental health page. And um, ladies, did you have any anything else to add to our episode today, our love and sex app episode? No, but it was great. I really... Um enjoy being on here it was fun you guys <laughs> yes are fun. it was a pleasure thanks for having us thank you guys it was great you guys are super super cool easy to talk to so it was, oh my it gosh was i was so excited i'm so glad and when i reached out to you guys i love that like immediately i was like just through comments i was like i like i like them i like these girls like they're dope cool you said you're down let's do an episode okay we yes so she is she's a she's a great um motivator honey she'll put you out there yeah thank you to whoever sent us that trey songs link yes, girl. Hey. <laughs> listen <laughs> yeah, you, uh, 
Listen. And that's, girl, I love that video, man. The silhouette challenge videos. I was like, yes. Mm-hmm. They can put their hand on my shoulder anytime. Come on. <laughs> was that your hand or was that your? Um, <laughs> so. Um, with all that being said, um, we hope everyone had a wonderful Valentine's Day. By the time you guys hear that, hear this, um, it will be a week after. But um, we really hope you guys enjoyed this episode. And if you haven't heard our other episodes, do yourself a favor and check those out. Um, we talk about just about anything, everything. We just love to take a deep dive into the unknown. And there's so much out there to know. We're just curious, curious ladies. Um, but we don't act like we know it all. You know what I mean? Uh, we just want to see what, what the world has to offer. So anyways, find us on the socials. Say hi, rate us, comment, etc., etc., etc. Doreen, bye-bye. Bye. Thank you again. Bye. Bye, <laughs> bye guys. Oh, f- The Ebenezer's podcast was created, written, recorded, and produced by Jabby and Doreen. Theme music by Chris Black of Truck Music Productions. 